Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson and available wherever fine podcasts can be found. Uh, we're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We have a variety of reward tiers starting at $1, uh, which gets you the show ad-free both in video form and podcast audio form. Yes. Uh, we offer bonus episodes throughout the week. And at the $20 mark, you can send us a video question for Matt Chat, which is this show. And uh, and it's a lot of fun. I like uh, we, we have like, uh, I think, at least one new Matt Chatter today yes uh and uh i love our cast of characters it's a fluid one it's a continually rotating cast of characters i think it's fantastic it is uh and of course the big news uh coming uh into 2019 is uh, all elite wrestling mm -hmm. and uh we have a question about all elite wrestling from longtime friendo but new matt chatter rich hardesty let's see what rich has to say hey steven larson this is rich hardesty with his very first matt chat question 2018 was a fun year for the Friendoverse. Uh, I even got to meet Joshua Martinez at SmackDown a couple months ago. Shout out to you. Uh, but 2019 got off to a pretty big start with the announcement of All Elite Wrestling. With the amount of money backing them up, how quickly do you think that All Elite can catch up to WWE? And what is it going to take to get there? Thanks, Friendos. Too sweet, hearty handshake, shoulder lean. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Rich. Uh, well, I mean, All Elite Wrestling will probably never catch up to WWE. It's a tall task. Yeah. It's a tall task. WWE has about a 55-year head start. Yes, correct. They've been uh, in business since, uh, like, 63, I think. Um, the big thing that WWE... And they're worth, like, billions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's true. One of the biggest things that WWE has working for them right now... Money. Is 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 money, and one of the ways they get that money, not just via the TV deals, the perception that the perception that they're synonymous with pro wrestling itself. That's that's the reason why. But also, if you take a look at the Saudi Arabia deal, okay, big money, yeah, sketchy, but big money. But what do what do the Saudis really love? They love like that WWE has access to basically bringing these old timers over and giving them dream matches. Just to entertain them, all the wrestling—they don't—they don't have that. WWE right now—they have the biggest names, not mm -hmm. just people who are who don't want to deal with WWE. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. have the biggest names. Well, they have the, the biggest library, the biggest history. They have. It's 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 the idea that WWE and, and so far, I guess, history has proven them correct that they are the top tier of the wrestling game. You make it to WWE, you've made it in the business. The legacy of WWE means they are going to be able to book more of these huge international deals, which will keep on perpetuating the idea that WWE is wrestling. It's the yes. end-all, be-all. Yes. And while uh, uh, All Elite Wrestling has said part of their, their mission statement is they're, they're out to prove that there is an audience for, how they describe it, PG wrestling or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, as we saw with All In, especially the Joe Andy Ryan segment, mm -hmm. that stuff that would never happen on WWE television, yet it was hilarious. It yeah. was great. So uh, I think we've seen, um, even just lately, there is an audience for a more, I don't know, the words are like complex or mature, just a different take on wrestling than what the WWE product offers, which yeah. is, Appeal to the broadest possible audience, family friendly for the most part, 
Um, and and if they if 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 the young bucks and Cody uh, are content to at least at first uh, uh, appeal to a smaller demographic um, and then grow from there, there's a chance that if they can stay in business for years and years and years and years, that they can start making some inroads. But it's going to take generations yeah. to even come close yeah. to what the the WWE monolith is. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So let me ask you this. Five years from now, yeah. what is something that All Elite Wrestling should aspire to? Number two company in the States. Past Ring of Honor. I think out the gate they're going to be bigger than it's, Ring of Honor. Well, it's neck and neck, I think, at least. Yeah. And if they can start signing some people away from WWE, then yeah. they're going to get the advantage. Yeah. But I think in five years, if they're firmly established as the, the, the number two company in the States, I would hope that would be in considered In five a win. years, they should be able to... So the, the, I don't. I don't believe there is a direct parallel. Um, although I guess you could say, could they be? You know, something something that they could they could aspire to. I said this a couple of days ago on Wednesday. If you look at what TNA could have been. What they could have potentially been. They had the TNA had the uh, potentially really good formula. You had a lot of really, really, really good young talent. Yeah. You bring in a couple uh, well-known veterans. Yeah. That's the formula. And yeah. if they had just stuck to that, they probably would be in a lot better shape now. I mean, granted, they brought in like everybody from WCW. A lot of terrible business practices. They weren't paying people on time. All that kind of stuff. And they fell into the trap of relying on the veterans that they brought yes. in. Instead, no, of, instead of bringing veterans in to bring in an audience, have their eyes open to all this wonderful young talent. In the end, yeah. that's why they stick around. Yeah. I think the Hogan thing was probably a huge mistake. Oh, yes. So, but I think one thing that you, that you can take away from looking from like looking at early TNA, like when Styles was really hot, they were running some really good angles is the crowd was really into it. Mm -hmm. Like they had some hot, hot crowds. They had some really spectacular wrestling. And because of that, the crowds are really into it. So if you go down that route, if you really just learn from the mistakes of many companies in the past, WCW, TNA, um, even to a degree ring of honor, I guess, um, you know, they, I think out the gate they'll, they'll be hot. They have all that money behind mm -hmm. them. And in five years they can be, a place where a, a legitimate uh, uh, place where wrestlers can go and ply their trade and make good money. Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully that'll help the rest of the non WWE wrestling landscape. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a possibility, but in terms of, you know, catching up to WWE, that'll probably never happen. I mean, it's just not, it's not realistic. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. You know, I mean, there's, it's even, you know, in 1997, when WCW was making a really good run at WWF, um, did WCW ever actually make money back then? Oh, I don't know. Like around that time, like Probably from 97, not. when they were hot, they not only they ever actually made money. Probably not. They were paying too much for the wrestlers. They were paying way too much. Um, so, yeah, I mean, even then, like Vince was coming off of, you know, the steroid trial, which was like in 94. Mm -hmm. um, and things were like really bad for the company. Yeah. And then things blew up and they haven't looked back. Pretty like much. TV deals are massive. These international yeah. deals yeah. are massive. Yeah. And well, here's the thing. If, if all elite can get uh, a TV deal and you know, the, on the earliest week, Raja.com said that they were 
uh, uh, rumored to be in talks with maybe uh, TNT or TBS. That That's would be massive. Huge. That would, be, that would massive. be massive. That would be pretty massive. That would, and that would give them a huge head start over anybody else. Oh yeah, trying to, that would to play second fiddle to be here. Immediately, in the that would put them in second place. Yep. Immediately. Yep. So, I mean, that's, hey, man, that's a good place to be. You don't oh, need, yeah. dude, here's the thing. You don't need all the money. You just need a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, next up, Devin the Dude has a question. He's curious about that intercontinental strap. And, uh, come mania season. Come mania season. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, friendos, it's Devin the Dude here back with another Matt Chat question. Feeling better this week. So that's a plus side. Um, I'm going to stray to a different topic today. Um, I would like to know what you guys think will be the intercontinental title match for WrestleMania. Um, do you think Dean will figure into the plans? And if he does, how do you rebuild his character? I know how Larson is a very anti-Dean Ambrose fan. Um, I kind of do like Dean Ambrose. He is my favorite male wrestler. But uh, I would like to see him maybe go full Moxley. But uh, what do you guys think? Do you think uh, someone will factor into the intercontinental plans what is the intercontinental match at wrestlemania what do you guys think uh thank you so much and uh, stay strong brothers thank you devin the dude thank you devin so the dude. speculate before we get into this answer here um why was his fountain running the entire time it was faucet it was faucet was he doing dishes Maybe he's trying to defrost some meat oh that could be yeah yeah Sometimes yeah, yeah, you gotta yeah, run yeah, yeah. Cool that's water. what i do yeah 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 i do that if you just take it right out of the freezer you want to do it quickly without putting the microwave and risk actually starting to cook your food yeah you run under some Cool or lukewarm water, especially yeah. like fish. If you're yeah, right. defrosting fish, yeah, you know it's delicate. Yeah, run under cool water so it's defrosted. Anyways, answer is Finn Balor. Finn Balor needs to be in this intercontinental title picture immediately. Sure. Um, and uh, he, assuming Dean Ambrose still has it, which is probably going to be the case heading into Mania probably. season, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Finn. Let Finn have a, a an intercontinental title match. Let him win the darn thing. Yeah. I mean, um. This whole heel Dean. Just isn't clicking. It's not working. It's nothing, uh, nothing menacing. Nothing dangerous about him. He still does this. He's still a little. Hey, I'm Dean Ambrose. Did I? Did did I? Did he? Does he actually do this? He did it in the doctor's office. Oh my! When goodness. he was getting shots, he did that. But then on his promo on Raw, he was doing a lot of. Oh, yeah. He wanted to do this. Yeah, you Mentally, could tell. He you could tell. But this. he had the belt over his shoulder, I believe. Yeah, so he had one hand this. busy. So he could have done it with one hand. I gotcha. But, he, get but he had the doctors when he's getting socks or the shots. He was doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, if you're a heel, that's supposed to be dangerous and menacing and mean. You're not doing this. But he's doing this. But he's doing this. So his heel turn isn't working. Let it let it run its course to Mania. Have Finn get that Aaron Continental title. Uh, he's awesome. He deserves a belt. He's awesome. And then after, and then over the summer, have Finn and uh, Drew McIntyre feud. I think okay. that'd be really good. Sure, that'd be good. I think that'd be great. Here's where I'm going with this, man. I say, Dean, th this is Steve booking. This isn't probably what I think is going to happen. I could see your scenario playing out. That'd, that'd be whatever. Um, I could see that happening. What I'd like to see happen is this. Between now and the Rumble, Finn, I'm sorry, Apollo Crews, Wins that title from Dean Ambrose. He kicks out of a Dirty Deeds. The first man to kick out of a Dirty Deeds in God oh, wow. knows how long. Oh, wow. Uh, and then as Dean Ambrose is trying to hit a second one, Apollo Crews is able to reverse it into, what's his finisher? It's the sit-down powerbomb Sit deal. down. Okay, there you go. He's got the sit-down powerbomb thing. He wins Intercontinental Championship. And because WWE, they're trying to uh, do this thing where everybody's more aggressive now, they give Finn Balor that aggression. But, hey, screw it. He goes full on like heel Finn. Yeah, he's, he's Prince Balor now, right? Real rock and roller. Real rock and roller. Uh, so him and Apollo 
they get into it and they fight over that Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania. Finn wins it, but Apollo wins it back like a month later. In a, is this two? Is this a stipulation you want? You want? Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention this. Thank you for pointing that out. The match at Mania will be a fresh choice ladder match. So they had a fresh start, uh, you know, and now it's fresh choice ladder match. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, and I, I wonder if fresh choices actually exist anymore. That sounds really good. Well, why don't we look at Zach S's question, and while we're watching that, oh, we can we'll look it find up. out. But then we have to pay attention to his question too. Oh, we've already, you know, hey, we'll break. But they don't K- know that. We'll they break don't know K-Fabe. That. Yeah. They don't know that. Did that. Anyways, take it away, Zach. Let's go see more many fellows out there. It is your Matt Chat Hall of Fame. Zach S. Coming at you with another match at question. Questions week is Steve Larson for the year of 2018. What would you say is the more forgotten match? Would you say it's a four-way for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship at Wrestle Kingdom or Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa 2? Thank you, Zach S. Thank you, Zach S. I have an update here as far as fresh choice. Please. Apparently they all closed in 2012. However, oh, man. Uh, there was a couple... There's at least seven restaurants in the Bay Area here in California. They're, they redubbed them California Fresh. Oh, wow. Okay. So let's see. While, while you make the argument for your match, I'm going to look into California Fresh. Most underrated match uh, at Wrestle, I'm sorry, uh, of the year. Um, I mean, it's look, everybody remembers that Gargano Ciampa match pretty fondly. So I would say uh, Wrestle Kingdom, the Wrestle Kingdom 12, uh, the Juniors Fatal Four Way. That's what he was talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's kind of, I'm going to say it's an obscure match. It was a hell of a match. Who won that match? Do you remember? Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay? Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Uh, Skrull came in as champion. It was the first time that Ospreay beat Skrull in a match, I think. Oh, okay. Is that right? Yeah. That is right. I don't know if California Here, that's the thing. I don't remember who won that match. I remember who won Gargano Ciampa. Who? Uh, Ciampa. Yeah. No, Will Ospreay won. So we did the moonsault off the, the, the lighting truss. That's so cool. And then, because Kenny and uh, uh, Jericho were pulling and doing the same spot, and they saw it, and they had to change it. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. But that was a really good match. Will Ospreay won. Yeah, yeah it's a heck of a match. Really good match. Here's the thing. Here's the th- I, wonder, I wonder if one reason why that match is is not... I mean, if you want, look, number one, look, New Japan, oh, my goodness. How many great matches can you have? You know? Oh, I know. They do dozens of them every year. Uh, did we have... Were any of our were any of the matches from the G1 included in our top best match? Yeah, exactly. Like, dude... There's just so much good wrestling. They kind of cancel each other out. Think about the WWE. You get a bunch of these three-star matches throughout the year. You get something really good, and it sticks out. Stands out, exactly. Because when I think of those uh, juniors, I think of Will Ospreay versus Marty Skrull. Oh, Secure Genesis when Ospreay landed on his neck. Oh, my goodness. That was a stellar match. That was really good. That was, like, super stellar. So that's the match that this match reminds me of, and that's the match I think of. Yeah. So, But anyways, make the case for Gargano Champ. I kind of think a bit now, especially as the stories progress, their second match kind of got somewhat lost in the shuffle, even though that was the one where Gargano kind of really started his turn. Yeah, sure. Because um, he had a moment where he could have won the match. He went for the knee. Yeah, he yeah. went. For, he, he kind of went to finish Ciampa off, and that uh, uh, overly aggressive attitude ended up costing him the match. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the one, of course, which finished with Ciampa handcuffed, hitting a dra- draping DDT on Gargano on the exposed wood in the ring. Yeah. Great finish. Yeah. Um, and it's really the match that kind of catapulted Ciampa into his current winning streak, now NXT champion. Um, they had a third match at the following takeover after Aleister Black got hurt. And that one was okay. Um, didn't really, I don't think it was nearly as good as the first two matches. But as the stories progressed, I think people remember the first match a lot because mm-hmm. it was awesome. 
and and this one maybe has gotten somewhat forgotten about, mm-hmm. um, still kind of existing in the shadow of their first really awesome match. One thing about this match also is that because of that finish, uh, Triple H was sort of being kind of coy about the the finish. He said something like uh, Gargano really hurt himself. He he was trying to like no that was the finish of the third match wasn't it? I thought it was when well, he talked about dislocated his knee. Wasn't this the one where Gargano dislocated his? No, it's the third one. Which is the one where uh, where he did the thing the the move off the the stage? He had him handcuffed and he did the that. Move was the second one. That yeah, was that this was, one. that's this one. That's the one that Triple H was talking about Gargano having like actually busted up. So they had to like do things a little bit different at the end. And it was like, wait, what? Really? I thought that was the next one. Nah, man, I thought it was Brooklyn. Yeah. It was this one. Mm. Running knee smash on Ciampa, but fell from the stage on some cases and production equipment. Oh, that was the third one? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was the second one. Okay, well, man, that, I did forget that second one then. How did that second one end? It was the draping DDT on the uh, the wood in the ring. Where Ciampa was there was a stipulation on that second one? It was like, a Chicago street fight. What was the first one? Just a straight-up match? It was an unsanctioned match. Oh, unsanctioned. And this one was the last man standing. Oh, yeah. I don't know. They all run together, man. Oh, last man standing. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's the one that they're... That, okay. I like that one. I like that last man standing match. It was good. Yeah, that was cool. Didn't think it was as good as the first two, but it was good. The first one was the best one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. They're all good matches. They're all good. There's here's the, there's just too many good matches. There's a lot of good matches. There's too many good matches. They, good matches. These guys need to start putting on some stinkers. Yeah, I know. And put on a real turd of a match. I know. So then the good stuff really <laughs> really stands to the out. top, exactly. right? Exactly. Let's go out there and do 25 minutes of rest holds <laughs> yeah. sometimes. So you lower expectations a little bit. will be like, wow, what a garbage match that was. Wow, dude. some great catches catch can wrestling here. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got, uh, oh, the wonderful Cactus Jackie. Let's see what she has to say. Hey, Stephen Larson. Here's a topical question. Now that you have all this Audible Books money, who would you like to see write an autobiography that hasn't written one yet? Thanks, friendos. Have a nice day. Thank you, Cactus Jackie. Thank you, Cactus Jackie. Oh, the answer's Triple H. Give me Triple H. I know he's done that bodybuilding book. Yeah, man. Which I need to get my hands on. Yeah. So I can get jacked H-face like Triple H. Yeah. Um, But no, I mean, you got the stories of him with the click. Yeah. That's the book right there. Yeah. Because he was always, you know, he wasn't the partier of of the group. He was the driver. Yeah. So I'm sure he was there witnessing a lot of crazy Shenanigans. stuff. And probably a lot of it he won't want to relate in a book. Nonetheless, the little bits he talks about would probably be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Two, talk about all the politicking backstage during the Attitude Era. That would probably be really mm-hmm. fascinating. Um, and then three, of course, in his current capacity as a, a, a WB executive running NXT, uh, being the head creative dude of 205 Live, that's all really interesting stuff. Yeah. That's another good name. Well, okay, so it's funny because I think that this is the guy here. If you want a true autobiography of the click. Oh, it'd probably be X-Pac, yeah. You want to get X-Pac to write an autobiography. Or Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. Well, no, Kevin Nash, like, he doesn't want, nobody wants to, like, you know, tarnish Triple H's reputation. Yeah. I don't think anybody does, including X-Pac. Yeah. But X-Pac might be a little looser with it. Maybe. You know? Maybe. I mean, depending, it's, it's all coming from his point of view. Who knows what he remembers, what he doesn't remember. The correct answer, of course, is Vince McMahon. I want Vince McMahon to write a book about himself because I think it would be hilarious to see what his own take on himself, on his thing. life It'd be is. such a very specific prism 
that it, you know it could be like the early uh, rumors you heard about that script about uh, the the biopic they're yeah, making about Vince, yeah. where it's a completely skewed version yeah. of actual it's history, all kayfabe. Yeah. yeah, and he'd be you know he'd be saying things like you know. Yeah, no, the rest of the territories really wanted me to go national. And so they just laid down for me. They were throwing money at me. They're throwing money at me. Take take things national. <laughs> You're the man, Vince. You're the man. You go national. Vern Gagne said, Here, I'm gonna gift you Hulk Hogan's contract. Here, here's me and Gene. Here, take my whole promotion. <laughs> it's gotta be Vince. Jim Crockett gave me an envelope <laughs> full of money inside was the deed to Jim Crockett Productions. Like, would there really be a deed? Isn't that for a piece of property, Vince? He gave me the property of Jim Crockett himself. I own Jim. No, I, I own Jim Crockett. No, this is, this is 70s, late 70s, early 80s bits. <laughs> oh, I that? own Jim Crockett Productions. I own Jim Crockett. So, yeah, that's what would happen. Anyways, moving on. Well, I feel like Triple H's might skew more towards reality. Yeah, you're probably, yeah, you're probably right. But that's it for the exact, that exact same reason. That's why I would love Vince's autobiography because it wouldn't. No. It would be so out of whack. Yeah, probably. Uh, next, got a question from the Enforcer, Stevie Bradley. Let's see what the Enforcer has to say. Got a quick question for you. Who do you think is most likely to have a Jinder Mahal type of championship reign in 2019? Just comes out of nowhere and all of a sudden he's either got the Universal or the World Heavyweight title. Let me know your thoughts, guys. Too sweet, hearty handshake. Thank, Thank you, you, Enforcer. Enforcer. Anyways, I'll go first. All right. Who could have a gender-like title run? So you uh, have a guy who's coming back from injury at some point. Uh, I'm going to get a guy who's coming back also from injury at some point. Coming back from injury And his point. name is Fandango. Dun, Listen, dun, dun. There might not be a guy in the modern era of wrestler, of wrestling, of wrestler, of wrestling, who I think really has a ton of potential that is simply untapped. Fandango has been a dude like I'm not sure they'd be able to rebrand him because he's so locked into Fandango. Yeah, no, but he's been gone for a while. Thanks to injury. If there's any time to bring him back as Johnny Curtis, he's got the look. Mm -hmm. He's got just tons of natural charisma. Mm -hmm. This dude could be unleashed as a major force in pro wrestling. Give him some swagger, not the clueless thing, not the not the handsome idiot thing. Mm -mm. Give him some swagger. Give him some good creative, some good lines, some good comedy. Yeah, he's really funny. But keep the intensity. Yeah. And dude, you can you could print money off and this he's, guy. He's he's larger than you think. Yes. We got a chance to meet him. He's pretty tall. Because at first I, I was going to go with Tyler Breeze because they've been doing this like they did the Tyler Breeze thing with Dean Ambrose. Yeah, they yeah. had Tyler Breeze show up in NXT. Yeah. And I, I want to say that maybe they're like trying to show off a bit more of his actual wrestling side. Yeah, yeah. But then he got tossed out of the ring by Apollo Crews or I forget yeah, how that Apollo went Cruz, Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, And so I'm like, wait a second. His partner Fandango, he's injured right now. And dude, that guy, talk about a guy who could show up in all elite wrestling you know, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, don't yeah. do the whole I'm bitter at the WWE thing. No, look at this a new opportunity just, and go and, and prove yourself. Just go see this guy. Just go take a look at what he's doing. You know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he's like, you know, if he could put on like a five star match or whatever. But I kind of feel like most wrestlers probably could have just given the right, you know, amount of you know, preparation time. Preparation time. Such, yes. I think a lot of those guys can, just, you know, hammer out a really great match. I'm telling you, man, Fandango, Johnny Curtis. Now, I think yours is probably more likely. 
I don't think they're going to have Fandango come back and put the WWE title on him. It's much more likely in your case. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and say? Uh, Sami Zayn. Um, I don't think he ever was quite the gender level near enhancement talent because mm-hmm. um, Sami's been involved in some pretty major storylines. He's got some pretty uh, good wins under his belt, but he's never really dabbled in the title scene significantly. No, he hasn't. Um, especially the any sort of world title scene. No, God, no. Um, and he's probably lost more matches than he's won during his time in WWE. Um, but he's got all the ingredients, man. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal in-ring performer. Great on the mic. Tons of personality. Um, it's got to give him the Telestrator gimmick that I've been pitching for a while. That's not going to get him over the top. As a heel, it might. <laughs> if he's in there picking apart people's matches. Yeah. Or at least keep it, make it a YouTube series. That's a good way to get him some heat. Oh, that'd be a good one. Good way to get him some heat. <laughs> That's a good way to get him but some heat. But also endear him to like, like, you know. Nerds? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I think that'd be really good. Yeah. But in good. the ring, he's awesome. Let him do this. Start doing the, the top rope brain busters, all that stuff he used to do in PWG and Ring of Honor. Oh. <laughs> Super over. <laughs> top rope brain busters. Oh, yeah. Let him start doing that. <laughs> well, he we did it for years at PWG. I know, man. It looks terrifying. Oh, I know. Because, and the, because here's the thing. He does that, what, a couple times a month maybe on, like, the indie circuit? But you do that, like, what, 300 times a no, year? No, no. You just save it for pay-per-view matches. Oh, okay. I got you. No, nah, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn could totally be a WB champion. Yeah, maybe. Totally. He could be. Totally. Give me Johnny Curtis, man. No, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Fandango, Johnny Curtis. Uh, give me Andy Nero because oh, he has yeah. a question. And a sweet shirt, too. Yeah, let's see what he has to say. Hey, friendos, it's the heel that makes good points, Andy Nero, with a match check question. And tonight you join me at work um, up an 80-foot crane. So happy days. Uh, today I'd like to ask, which was the better WrestleMania build package? Was it... Uh, CM Punk versus Undertaker, which is one of my favourites, or another one of my favourites, Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker for WrestleMania 26. Um, both you can follow on YouTube, and both are brilliant. I just want to know which one's better. Cheers. Anyway, take care. All the best. Happy New Year. And uh, yeah, too sweet. Hi, Andrew. Bye. Thank you, Andy Nero. Thank you, Andy Nero. I appreciate the shirt. Thank you for wearing it. Coldwater Larson. You can get it right now at ProWrestlingTees.com. we got to take that shirt down and conglomerate Coldwater Larson with the face. That's what we need to do. I'm going to do my thing, man. No, nah, man. I'll do it. It's no, okay. It's not your shirt. It's my I know, shirt. I know the guy at Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, so neither of these are the right answer. Oh, I don't know. We'll carry on anyway. Oh, no. You go first here. Oh, I do? No. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, of those two options he gave, uh, Punk Undertaker going to WrestleMania 29, was it? 26. Yeah, 29. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or HPK Taker going to WrestleMania 2026. 20, uh-huh. It's definitely HPK Taker. Yeah. Gravitas. Drama. Yeah. There's real some... drama. Yeah. I that... think we all kind of knew that Punk was checked out by the time he Yeah. Then the whole nature of the storyline was kind of tacky. It's like, should I be into this? Because like, Paul Bearer just, just passed away. He actually died, like at the kickoff of the storyline. And then they incorporated the storyline. It felt kind of tacky. It was just, it felt lazy. Yeah. It just felt lazy. Like everybody was just spinning their wheels. I mean, like the, the video package was well put together. Yeah. But no, nah, give me give me Undertaker, streak on the line, HBK, his career on the line. That video package, really well done. And I'm up with the, 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 the flute music that sounds like the Titanic theme in the beginning. I don't know about that. But the rest oh, that's great. the best part about it. It, it really tugs at the heartstrings. It really does. That. You know what tugs at the heartstrings? Not Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit. No. Dude, tell me that's not the best video package ever put together for the WWE. That is the best one. I'm uh, sorry. Look, here's the thing. The best one. I'm never sitting in my car well playing together. Limp Biscuit. I'm not doing that, okay? But. Good. 
it goes new metal goes so seamlessly so see was Limp biscuit considered new metal yeah, or rap yeah, rock yeah. i think it was rap rock both the same thing i don't know anyways that genre of music is maybe the closest like that stuff was made for wwe yeah. it really was no i agree and that between that and their entire catalog is all just made for wwe rolling all those songs break stuff break stuff oh my goodness Austin Rock, WrestleMania 17, Limp Biscuit, My Way or the Highway. Oh my goodness. That will get you into it. That gets you jazzed up. And they did that wonk finish where Austin aligned with Turn McMahon. Heel, yeah. That was yeah. terrible. Yeah. That was awful. I mean, it kind of torpedoed the whole business. Yeah, that pretty much. Turn. But, anyways, much. no, that was a good video package, but I'll take HBK Taker Great WrestleMania 26. Video package. Because, man, that gets you right here. Your lungs? Heart. Next up, we got a Christopher. We got a question from a Christopher rapper. So let's see what he says. Hello, Stephen Larson. So my question is, what is the best Vince McMahon match? To me, I think I'll go to Ric Flair, or I'll go against maybe Shawn Michaels. And if Vince McMahon was still like in his prime, who would you like to see him face nowadays? Like a Kevin Owens, maybe an AJ Styles. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. You gotta go first. Nice. Oh man, so. The best Vince match ever was Vince versus Hulk Hogan because oh, man, that was so bloody. Number one, it's Vince and Hogan. Like that story is just built in right there, right? Number two, it is a bloodbath. Yeah, it is. It is an. It's like a. It's like a freaking. Uh, what do they call that? Uh, torture porn. Is that what that the hostile movie? Yeah, is that what yeah, they call yeah, that? Yeah, I think so. It is horrifying. Yeah, it's like a lot an old of blood. Italian cannibal flick. That's a lot of blood, man. So much blood in that movie. It's disturbing. That was back when they did that. Like Vince was like, Yeah, dude, it's all about the blood. Yeah. Him and JBL were walking blood baths. Yeah, they were just you look at him, they start bleeding. They just start bleeding, man. So yeah, it's Hogan versus Vince. Who would I like to see uh Vince face these days? I mean, on like nobody. Because he's so old. Yeah, yeah. But if it was prime Vince, it was Vince in like his fifties or whatever. Um, I'd probably uh, want to go with. He's always had a really good rapport with Kevin Owens. I would say it's Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens comes off also kind of like a, a ruthless aggression era. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he could be a really good star in the ruthless aggression. Yeah. He'd be like RVD just walking into freaking WWE and just instantly over. Yeah. Like most over guy. And so yeah, give me like a Kevin Owens Vince McMahon bloodbath match. There you go. Uh, his best match was his match against Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 22, I believe. Yes, WrestleMania 22. Um, it's Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels bring pretty much anybody to a good match. Mm -hmm. um, this is a no-holds-barred match, that spot where HPK drops the, puts the garbage can over Mr. McMahon, drops the elbow off the ladder. Great stuff. Yeah. Um, as far as who I'd like to see him face, give me Mr. McMahon versus Triple H mm. for control of WWE. Yeah, man. Give me that match. I know they had matches in the past. I know this happened. But this is a new era here. Yeah. Give us current day Triple H, who's ready to take over WWE, versus Vincent is prime. Yeah. Like, you know, 1998. Some sort of time Vince. warp yes. type thing. Yes. Know. Let's fold space and time. Yeah. It's by, it's by way of the highway, Vince. There you go. No. No, it's not. No, it's, it's 98, Vince. I found a time machine. Not current day, Vince. Look at me now. There you go. I'm a million bucks. There we go. Uh, next from Patrick Sparks. Let's see what the B-Man has to say. B-Man! Hey, friendos. Pat here. I 
So recently I was showing a friend of mine who didn't get to watch wrestling as a kid some Attitude Era stuff. And kept on seeing some interviews with um, Michael Cole. And it made me think, Michael Cole's been in the company a very long time, obviously. Like I just said, started off as an interviewer. And now he is considered the voice of the WWE. My question for you, or debate, is... Where does he land in the power rankings of uh, commentators of all time? Um, what is his legacy going to leave behind when he's done? Because you could say you don't like him. You could say he's good. He's a great play-by-play. -play. He's got obsession with boss time. Had terrible matches. But what's his legacy going to leave behind? And will he be inducted into the Hall of Fame before or after he stops commentating. Thanks, friendos. Bye. Thank you, B-Man. Thank you, Patrick Sparks. Uh, I gotta go first, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. yeah. Michael Cole. He's very good, as you mentioned here. He's done a lot of uh, good work backstage. He kind of writes the handbook now, I believe, for commentators as far as how to uh, approach mm -hmm. doing their work for WWE. Um, so I would definitely put in the top ten. However, I wonder, if, I wonder if the handbook for WWE commentators is anything like the WWE rule book. Oh, just, just it's Michael Cole's doodle pad, <laughs> yeah, sketchbook. Yeah, um, but I would maybe put him higher up in the top ten if he were allowed to work like he did, specifically on the first UK tournament. Yeah, when it was him and Nigel McGuinness, they were great. I mean, uh, uh, Michael Cole and Corey Graves, and especially Booker T, get them on commentary joking around is wildly entertaining. But uh, the work he and Nigel were doing that first UK tournament was so good. Yeah. Calling the action, enhancing the drama of the matches. Um, he's totally capable of that. He did that at the, the May Young Classic, too. Mm -hmm. um, he's totally capable of doing that. They just don't really have him do that on Raw hardly at all. Yeah. And I think if they did, uh, he would probably be held in much higher regard. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, like, I just as it is because of longevity and... and Stability, I guess, or whatever. I'd put him in, like, top ten commentators, like, all time, probably by the end of the day. Um, not the top five, but, like, between somewhere between six and ten. Um, but, yeah, you said at the, at the jump, he probably deserves a lot of acclaim for what we understand he does behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, his supporting cast, I mean, if, if, if he's making decisions or if he's a, a, a force in terms of, the rest of how commentary is handled, who they're getting. Dude, you can't get a better lineup than what they have right now. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Corey Graves is great. Yeah. They're still figuring this stuff out with Renee Young. But I have confidence that within a year or so, they're going to be a really good trio. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, what's his face over on SmackDown uh, with Corey? Oh, Tom, Tom Phillips. Phillips. He's fantastic. Yeah. I really like Vic Joseph. You already called the NXT team. They're fantastic. Nigel McGuinness and Morrow and even Percy's really coming into his own. Yeah. Um, so if Michael Cole has a lot to do with that, which I suspect he probably does, um, then he's on solid ground. And then we hear he's pretty involved in NXT too from we a creative that standpoint. like once, yeah. but I've never seen anything to back that up. Mm -mm. But if that's true, then wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So I, I do get the feeling that he's got a lot of sort of, I think he's I think he's got a good mind for what he does and mm -hmm. I think he's a really valuable asset Definitely. to how we see the product. Yes. So uh, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's up there. Yeah. He's a thumbs up. Uh, final question of the day comes from Stephen M. Mm. Let's see what Stephen Okay. Have to say. This is all too friendly. This is a little bit of a Stephen M. here with another match. I question. 
Who are your 2019 Hall of Fames and who deserve to be in the Hall of Fame the most out of people who haven't been in there? Too Sweet, Ready Handshake, Steve Shoulderline. Thank you, Stephen M. Thank you, Stephen M. All right, man. Uh, oh, yeah, we still have to do our friend awards at some point. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Next week. It's Next kind of a crazy week. week here. Yeah, it's been a, yeah, we only had like three days this week. Uh, Actually, only really two. Cause... And then plus Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, so really only two, anyways. All right, 2019 Hall of Famers. Who's going to get in? Who's going to be the headliner this year? I'll put this Hall of Fame class down like a dog. Come on. It's just got to be Undertaker at this point. It's got to be Undertaker at this point. It's Undertaker. No, it's not. He's Confirmed. still an active competitor. Confirmed. We should be hearing about like the leaks soon. Yeah, pretty soon. Brad Shepard going to have the leaks again? Maybe. Uh, who do you think who is is not in that deserves to be in the most? The uh, the master of the torture rack of doom, former WCW champion, probably former NWA United States champion, and WCW United States champion. Never won anything in WWE though. Probably a tag champion. He did. He won the body slam competition. Where is there a belt Yoko associated Suna. with that? He won it. No belt, though. He body slammed Yokozuna. He beat Yokozuna, the champion at SummerSlam. So, yes, he did win things. No, but not any belts, not any championships. Well, he did. No, he of. didn't win any championships. In a way he he never, has, never won a belt in Lex WWE Luger. or WWE. Man, tell me you weren't surprised when you reminisced when you went back and saw that video that was floating around the internet of Luger beating Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. Of kicking out of a leg drop. Why was that crowd going crazy? Was that more of an anti-Hogan thing than Maybe. a pro-Luger yeah, thing? Yeah, I think so. They were throwing a lot of trash in the ring, too. He's the only man to have ever escaped Bruiser Brody in the steel cage when Bruiser Brody that was a shoot, though. legitimately wanted to hurt him. Yeah. Uh, no, Batista. I think he's got to be the front runner to get inducted this year. Yeah. Um, I know he's wanted a thing, a feud with Triple H at Mania. He wants to return, um, and probably because of his torn peck, Triple H, Probably won't be involved in WrestleMania this year unless he can like rehab like crazy. Mm-hmm. However, if you induct uh, Batista as your headliner to the Hall of Fame this year, he can you know throw some shade at Triple H's induction speech and maybe get a match the following year, as we see with Kurt Angle. Uh, getting in the Hall of Fame doesn't preclude you from wrestling in the future. Right. Um, so I'm going with Batista. Yeah. As far as who deserves to be in the most, it's China. Oh, yeah. China should have been in years ago. But remember, according to Triple H... That was also years ago. Kimber, who someone posted on Twitter that they did a, a Google search, and it takes 12 pages of photo results before you see any of China in any sort of adult movie. Yeah, but if you just put in the word pornography next to China, I know it makes it immediate. It'll pop up like immediately. But if you just put China WWE into Google, it's not. I mean, similarly, I imagine if you put anybody's name and then pornography next to it, porn is going to show up number one. I'm not going to do it here. I should look up Steve here. Oh, please don't. Hold on, I'm going to look up. Please don't. Steve here, pornography. Oh, gosh. Please don't. Make sure your volume's off. I don't want to hear any stuff. I don't really want to do it. That's no, scary don't do it. That's, That's scary to Don't me. do that. I don't do it. that. It's there. Oh, no. Oh, no. Steven and Ryle Croshaw speak about pornography addiction. This is all like anti. Man. All right. Well, that's a good way to end the show, I guess. I'm going to go to images. Oh, man. It's a bunch of mug shots. Can't be doing it. All right. Let's just wrap it up. All right. That's it for Matt Chat. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you later. Bye.